love means you know everything. Your whole time, your whole money, your your love. Hi, my name is Dan Dick, and welcome to the Love Edition of Church Matters. It's Valentine's Day weekend. It's flowers and chocolates and dinner dates and evenings out with your loved one at the movies. It's a time of year when singles are made to feel acutely lonely and couples are over the top celebrating their feelings for one another. But is love bigger than that? Is there more to love than romance? Is love ever spelt with an all-encompassing capital L? Today we're going to talk with filmmaker Paul Plett about his documentary on love. Paul has family roots in Manitoba, spent his childhood growing up in Africa and later Ontario. He's a graduate of the Toronto Film School, has traveled to many international locations for his work, and is earning a reputation as a maverick filmmaker. You may not have heard about the work of his production company, Ode Productions, though it has won numerous awards from notable organizations and film festivals, such as the Los Angeles Independent Film Festival, the Global Peace Film Festival in Orlando, and the Canadian International Film Festival. Welcome to Church Matters, Paul. Thanks for having me. Love is such a huge topic, Paul. Why did you want to create a film about love? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that the reason why we wanted to make uh, a documentary about love is it's this word that we hear used so often, this word that we hear in pop songs, we hear in mainstream media, in uh, romantic comedies, etc. And I think myself and the, the, other, the other producers, John Weidman and David McDowell, I think what we wanted to know was, well, what does love mean to regular people, you know? I mean, we hear about it and we hear it kind of as this sort of pat word or concept kind of tossed around. And we, wanted, we sort of thought, well, what does it mean to actual people? If we would talk to people and try to unpack the word, what does that actually mean through people's experiences and in the, in the context of history? I want to replay the clip we used to open today's program. Now, this is Patrick Thomas, lakeside with his dog, encapsulating what love means for him. Love means, you know, everything. Your whole time, your whole money, your, your love. The documentary focuses mostly on young adults, a demographic that popular culture often portrays as lust and sex-driven. And yet, uh, these young adult subjects in your documentary, Paul, have a very mature and thoughtful understanding of love. Now, you're a young adult yourself. I'm curious, what did you think about when you got to the editing room and viewed all these clips together? What emerged for you from all these responses? I think the thing that emerged was probably kind of what we set out to, to find out, which was that everybody has their own perspective on love. Everyone has their own definition, uh, as it were, and that is shaped by their experiences, by our experiences. I think that when I got to the editing room, I looked at the all the footage that we had, and, and it was a real tapestry. It was a real diverse array of different opinions um, and explorations and conversations of the word love. It's not, it wasn't just one resounding thing that kind of came forward. And that's kind of what we wanted to do with the documentary. I think that's kind of how it plays out at the end. One of the young adults who is first generation Canadian says the word love carries different weight in different cultures and languages. He notes that in the English language, it's easy to trivialize the word love. For example, I might say, I love this cheeseburger. 
Do we trivialize love in North American culture or idealize it? I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think that, uh, that I mean, I know for me personally, I, I do use the word love a lot. I'd, I'd love to know what you think of this. I'd love to travel to Latin America, you know? I love this cheeseburger. I use the word love a lot, and I think a lot of us do. But I think what we realized uh, when we were making the film is when you talk to people and you actually have a conversation with them about love, and you actually go a little deeper, I think that the experience that we have here in North America is just as deep and is just as relevant as the experience that someone might have in a different culture. For instance, like you said, like that fellow from Latin America. I think that, I mean, it's even, it's funny that you would, the, the question, because um, when we would sit down, we, we would say to someone, we wanna, we're making a documentary about love. This kind of look would come over their face, right? They'd be like, love. They would think, are we making some sort of a, a lovey-dovey documentary, right? And it wouldn't be till we actually sit down and start conversing with them that they would realize, no, we want to talk about something a little deeper. We want to talk about your own experiences. We want to talk about um, the love that you've, you, that's been given to you and the love that you've shared with others. And we want to, think, we want to talk with you about what, our, how, what, what part, what, where we are in this continuum of history and where we are in relation to the word love. Yeah. You talk to a diverse audience. One of them is a rabbi, Jerry Steinberg, and he says, love is entirely a spiritual experience. Now, when I first heard about your film, I was not expecting a faith perspective on love. In addition to the rabbi, you've included voices from a Christian Mennonite pastor and I think a Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's a clip from Pastor Tim Reimer quoting the New Testament, and I might add, this is just a short clip from a much longer reading you chose to include. Let's play that now. And now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. There it is. As a young adult yourself and as a film producer, why was it important to you to include a faith perspective on love? Uh, that's interesting. I mean, even, even that you would say that you weren't expecting a faith perspective when you were watching it. Because I know for me making it, I would never have expected to make the film in any other way. Um, I'm, I'm a Christian. And, and as a Christian, I just think that, I know that for myself, um, love, God is love. It's such a, whatever my definition is of love or whatever I, I think about it, God is in there somewhere, you know? I mean, for me, God happens to be at the center of that. It's almost a cliche, right? God is love, and yet it's such a rich statement, those three words. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so then in that, in that case, God had to be included. We had to talk to people about God, and in particular, talk to a Christian leader. And I know that for me as well, I mean, I was thinking about this, this documentary isn't, I happen to be a Christian, but it's not an explicitly Christian documentary. I think that a Muslim perspective on love is just as valid as a Christian one in the context of a documentary like this. And so is a Jewish one. We wanted to talk to more religious leaders. We wanted to get a a Buddhist perspective and a Hindu perspective because I think it's just as valuable when you think about God as a religious figure, you know, God as a religious character, God as love in the sense, in in the context of religion. Um, 
I couldn't think about making a documentary about love without engaging that in some way. Let me flip that around. Uh, to your knowledge, were any of the interview subjects uh, atheist or agnostic? To your knowledge. Yeah, yeah I think, I think a, a number of them were. And I think that's just as valid as well. I think that for me, I happen to uh, relate God, l- relate love to God. Um, and I think a lot of people don't. I think that for a lot of people, a lot of people don't think that God exists or aren't sure about whether or not God exists. So I think an atheistic and an agnostic perspective is also just as valid. When you're, when you're talking about wanting to have an actual balanced perspective or, or a documentary of this sort, right, which is kind of celebrating diversity, right? It's a Canadian documentary. I mean, we went across Canada uh, to film it and we really wanted to get you, you also made the point about uh, young people. I mean, we wanted to get young and old. We happen to be in contact. We're young people. So we happen to be in contact with a lot of young people. And I think a lot of older people aren't as comfortable talking about God or talking about love, sorry. Um, so, I mean, we wanted, to, we wanted to end up having the documentary be as diverse as possible. So, But you do have older people. That's, that's great. We do, yeah. 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 Rather than connecting the various voices together with the narrative of your own voice as a traditional documentary would, you've allowed these voices to stand alone and simply speak for themselves. The viewer never hears your voice, the filmmaker's voice on the topic. What was behind that choice? I mean, I I think in, in this documentary, my voice, I mean, my voice is there in the clips that I chose. In the way that I put it together, it's not, I mean, I don't literally have a, a, like you said, there's not a script. There's not a uh, a narration happening. You don't literally hear me talking. And I think that, I mean, for, for this documentary, it was, it's not about my voice. It's about, it's about the people we talk to, you know, it's about letting their voices be known and creating a platform so those voices could, could um, articulate something maybe they wouldn't otherwise articulate, right? We wanted to sit down with people and have, have conversations about love. And they were long conversations. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to, f- to capture those moments where they had an idea. Capture those moments where they realized something about love. That's what we were going for. And I think that also, I mean, that's, that's sort of our, what we wanted to do in the outset. But I think when at, at, the, at the other end of it, when you watch the finish, finished product, it's a lot more of a meditative experience watching it. I mean, I know that the film raises a lot more questions than it does give answers. Anytime I've shown the film, I think because my voice isn't a part of it, people don't feel like I'm preaching to them about love. I think what happens is right when I'm done showing it, they suddenly start to tell me what they think about love. It, it, um, I, I hope, the hope is that it inspires people to think about this word in a way that maybe you wouldn't otherwise be thinking about. There are some very rich responses uh, from the people in the film. Mm-hmm. What kinds of questions did you ask them to prompt those responses? I'm curious. The questions that we asked was, we would start off by asking someone, if you could define the word love in one sentence, what would it be? And they'd start from there, right? Um, and then going beyond that, how has your, how is your definition? What did love mean to you when you were a kid? And what does it mean to you today? What experiences did you have that kind of shaped your, your definition of love? Um, and then we also would have asked them, um, do you think that the, de- that the definition of love, I mean, it's changed throughout your life. Do you think that it's changed throughout history? 
What did love mean 2,000 years ago? In which case, the, the religious perspective is really important. What did it mean 100 years ago, 20 years ago, right? What does it mean today? Um, and we would allow people, as they would be telling us their experiences and their opinions, you'd allow the conversation to go in the direction that they're, that they're going in. So then at the end of it all, after they've talked, and I mean, I really, I be, we sort of found out and we really believe that it takes about 15 minutes for a brain to get warmed up, for you to get what, what, what we're talking about here and start, ta- start really articulating ideas. And at the end of it, we would come back to that same question. So now if you would define the word love in a sentence, what would it be? And a lot of the time, it would be a different answer at the end of the interview than it would have been at the beginning. You decided to make this, uh, by the way, beautifully filmed project available online for free public access rather than trying to monetize it. I assume you're not independently wealthy. Why did you choose to do that? I wanted people to see it. I mean, if it's, if it's online for free on YouTube, anyone can look up Paul Plett, a documentary about love, and they can find it and they can watch it. I mean, we wanted to, I wanted to share this film with people, with the world. I wanted to, people that are interested in it, I want them to be able to watch it. Your newest project is a series of films you're calling Kids Shorts. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, the project that I'm working on right now is called Kid Shorts. It's, uh, it's a video series um, which is going to be made up of short videos retelling well-known Christian stories in a modern-day context told from the perspective of a child. For instance, the pilot video is called Dave versus the Bully, and it's a retelling of the story of David and Goliath. Uh, it takes place in a classroom where a kid named Dave has to work up the courage to face a bully named Greg, which he does. Um, he ends up challenging Greg to a competition, trying to hit a gong at the back of the class with a couple stones. Um, so the story is the story of David and Goliath, but it's also a story about conflict transformation. And that's kind of the premise for this whole idea of kid shorts, is that I'm taking these well-known Christian stories, turning them into kids' movies, um, sort of trying to make them relevant today, but also taking an issue that I think is relevant today, like an issue like conflict transformation. Um, and some of the other videos that I want to make are going to focus on issues of food security um, or issues of planning and hard work. Who's the audience for kids' shorts? I want these videos to, to find a home in churches, in Sunday schools, in vacation Bible schools. But I think they'd also really, because of the way that I want to kind of make them, I think they could also find a home in schools and find an audience online. Um, they're going to be short little five to seven minute long videos. Yeah, so I've just made Dave versus the Bully. You can find it uh, online, again, on YouTube. If you look up Paul Plett, Dave versus the Bully. And I've just launched a Kickstarter for this series, Kids Shorts. I want to make five more videos. So I've got a Kickstarter for that. Again, if you go to Kickstarter and you look up Paul Plett, Kids Shorts, you'd find that as well. I've seen the pilot, Dave and the Bully. It's not overtly Christian. Well, I mean, that's probably a, a matter of perspective. Um, I would say that it is overtly Christian. Um, I think that the video itself does very intentionally walk a line, a very fine line, because it's told in a modern-day context, in a classroom. Um, and again, like, like I kind of mentioned, I mean, Dave has to hit this gong uh, with a stone, which he does, and then he sits down, and then at the end, he's sitting with his... Everyone sits down at the end, right? They all sit down quietly. And... Um, He's talking with his friend Sarah, and she says, how'd you hit the gong? And Dave says, I don't know. It was luck, I guess. And Sarah says, maybe it was something else. And Dave says, what? She says, 
Maybe it was something else. So as Christians, we can interpret that as the hand of God at work. That's how I would interpret it. But as non-Christians, you can also interpret it as maybe it was luck or maybe I could be open to the idea of the hand of God working in a story like this. Um, there are two study guides which are actually being made for this, this video series. One is for a Christian audience where it does focus and it tries to unpack the ideas of the, hand of God, the hand of God at work and talking about the story of David and Goliath. But then there's also a study guide made for non-Christians where they can look at the video and they can watch it in the context of a story about conflict transformation. It's focusing on the issue of bullying, which I think is a very relevant issue today. Um, yeah, so I think that the, the videos are evangelism in a way. I mean, they're taking these stories and they're maybe going further than they could otherwise go. I, I like the subversive nature of that, by the <laughs> way. It is sort of subversive, but I yeah. like the fact that uh, with that kind of approach, they can could find potentially a much wider audience than just within uh, yeah. faith circles. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And and um, and that really resonates with me a lot um, is I love watching great films that I know are made by Christians um, and that have those sort of messages in them um, but maybe aren't beating you over the head, hitting you over the head with uh, with that message, with that, that Christian message, right? Okay, quick uh, exit question as we wrap this up. Top three films of all time. Ooh, that's easy. Top three films of all time. Uh, number one is The Princess Bride. Number two is Star Wars, episode four. And number three is The Adventures of Tintin. Great to talk with you, Paul. Thanks a lot for coming in. I hope uh, the Kids Shorts Project is a huge success for you. Thank you so much for having me. That wraps up today's episode. For the next episode of Church Matters, join me and David Balzer, co-creator of the call-in radio program God Talk, as we tackle the question, why go to church? Thanks so much to everyone for tuning in. We're grateful for each and every listener. To continue hearing Church Matters, please consider supporting this program with a gift to Mennonite Church Canada. To give, just call one 866 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca and click on the donate link. If you'd like to watch Paul Plett's documentary on love, visit resources.mennonitechurch.ca and simply enter a Paul Plett into the handy search bar. My name is Dan Dick and you've been listening to Church Matters. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.